They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. Hush your mouth. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WNTW 820The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Please? Well, hello there, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on the Big Dog Radio Program. And uh, we're just so thankful that you all are out there and uh, joining us today. We have a fantastic program lined up for you folks. We are going to have uh, calling in. It's going to be Bryce Reeves uh, at about 1030. We're going to have Glenn Davis calling in uh, at about 11, I think 1105. And uh, we're going to have big dog Corey Stewart calling back in again at 1130, folks. And, uh, you know, we've uh, we've invited uh, Senator Frank Wagner to come. Uh, We've not heard from from them. Uh, Of course, you know, we've invited Ed Gillespie, uh, you know, way, way back. We actually uh, had gotten uh, approval from uh, Corey Stewart and Frank Wagner to. uh, And before he got out of the race, Denver Riggleman. Uh, they had all agreed to do live on-air debates here, and uh, the only one to say no was Ed Gillespie. And, uh, and so Ed, Ed will not face the hatchet man. And, folks, you all know I'm a very fair man. I, uh, now I'm, I, honest, honestly, now, and you all know I've been doing this. This is my ninth year doing radio, and, and, and folks that knew me before I was on the air, they, they knew I was still the hatchet man. <laughs> Okay. As a matter of fact, one of my high school uh, uh, football coaches gave me the nickname Hatchet Man. So I've been a Hatchet Man for a long time, but I'm a fair Hatchet Man. Okay. I'm not, you know, I've never been the type of Hatchet Man like um, they call um, Axelrod was Obama's Hatchet Man. Okay. Dirty, nasty, underhanded. You know, I, I don't do that. See, the thing about it, folks, for a member of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, what I call the five C's. We don't have to be dirty and underhanded to, to be, you know, aggressive, to be sort of like what you would call a hatchet man. Okay. Because the truth is my hatchet. And, and like I've been saying for years, I bring it and I sling it and I don't apologize. When I sling that hatchet of truth upside your head, I do not apologize. Okay. Because I'm, I'm going to be fair. I, we had a caller last week, uh, very fine gentleman, seemed to be intelligent. Or certainly, he was certainly articulate. He was uh, in favor of uh, Ed Gillespie. I not only gave that gentleman uh, time to state his case, okay? We got up against a break. I asked the gentleman, would you please hold on, sir, on the other side of the break. I'm going to give you time to finish your thought. Because... I believe in being fair with people. And the same thing with Democrats, okay? I have my foot up Democrats behind 10 ways to Sunday. Been doing it for years. But I always invite Democrats on. They very rarely ever come. In one case, back when uh, Dave Brett was running the, I forget the gentleman's name, it was very, very pleasant. Again, very intelligent, very articulate. 
Don't know why he's a Democrat, but he he was a, a professor at uh, Randolph-Macon along with Dave Bratt. He ran against Dave Bratt. We invited him on the program. I was very – now, I spanked his hind parts like nobody's business. Woo-wee, that boy got a spanking, okay? I mean, it's a wonder he didn't cry. Please, please, uh, Hatchet Man, stop spanking me, okay? And uh, Now, Sarah, that was your cue to play James Brown. Please, 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 okay? <laughs> but um, anyway, um, it's a – but I was fair with him, okay? And he had his say he – he was man enough to come on the air and face the hatchet man, okay? Terry McAuliffe didn't come. Mark Warner didn't come. And here we go now, Ed Gillespie won't come, okay? Now, Frank Frank uh, Wagner seems like a stand-up guy. I don't know why Frank's not coming, okay? Don't know why. Um, we, um, I was honored. It was really a high honor. Uh, I, was, I felt very blessed to be able to be the moderator of one of the gubernatorial debates and, and, again, Ed Gillespie didn't show up, but Frank Wagner was there, Corey Stewart was there, and I thought we had a really, really uh, great debate that day, and, uh, and I seemed to get along quite well with uh, Senator Wagner. And, and, of course, you know, I get along well with Corey Stewart. And, you know, being that I sometimes get asked, to moderate debates, you know, sometimes it's not good for me to come out and actually endorse someone. And, uh, for example, in the now I've not moderated a uh, lieutenant governor's debate, but you, we have three candidates. I've not come out and endorsed anyone. I, you know, I think all three of them are, are very fine. Uh, they, they, they all seem to be accomplished. And now I think some of this, um, some of the things that they say, are, you know, I'm, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, and I'm going to go to Richmond, and I'm going to do this, okay? I mean, the job you're running for is lieutenant governor, okay? And what your role is, other than to fill in in the case of the death or incapacitation of the governor, your only role is to cast a tie-breaking vote, which, I mean, with, with, with Virginia politics being so evenly divided, that's a very, very important role. OK. And it's it's an it's an important role. But the low fat Republicans threw that away last election, just like they threw the governorship away. Because they would not back they would not back the candidates that the people chose. The people chose Ken Cuccinelli to run for governor. The people chose E.W. Jackson to run for lieutenant governor. OK. The people chose, you know, the senator from Harrisonburg for uh, AG. And the low-fat Republicans, they only got behind him. The third man, how stupid can you be? You're going to back the third man on a three-man ticket and fight the number one and the number two guy. And so not only did we get the most corrupt governor in the history of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, and if you want to read how corrupt Terry McAuliffe is, you go to um, the Virginia Free Citizen and you go to the First Amendment tab, which I'm president of the First Amendment, Inc., and the First Amendment tab, that's some of the articles I've written over the years. And there are the articles that I wrote, uh, there are two of them there that I wrote about Terry McAuliffe. 
and they are there. If you want, if you if you're not in the know, if you don't know, and you want to know, if you want to know, okay, these low fat Republicans, how low down can they be to endorse this low down, dirty rotten snake? I mean, you talk about a criminal. And all this talk about investigating Trump, investigating uh, Comey, investigating. Uh, you know, this person, Paul Manafort or whoever, over some Russia connections, okay? Mark Warner has $6 million worth of Russian investments right now. Where is his investigation? Terry McAuliffe has two federal investigations right now. They went nowhere under Obama. We've got President Trump. I've not heard anything about those federal investigations that uh, Barack Hussein Obama swept under the rug. And this is not for little minor stuff like they did with Bob McDonald. Some man bought his wife some shoes. Big deal. Bought his wife some dresses. Big deal. Let him drive his car around. Let him spend a vacation at, his, at the man's mansion. Bob McDonald should learn how to earn his own money. How you going to be broke and be a governor? Give me a break. His little broke behind can't afford a Rolex watch, can't afford a fancy car, can't afford uh, a vacation at a five-star uh, hotel. So some rich guy who's selling vitamins, okay, he doesn't even want anything from the government because it's not like he's a highway uh, contractor or he has wants to do a contract um, like they did with all the computers for two for for a trillion dollars, there's no there's no real money. The guy sells vitamins for crying out loud. But Bob McDonald almost goes to prison over this. Almost, almost goes to prison over this. And so they get to the Democrats get to say, oh, the Republicans are corrupt. And the true corruption is Terry McAuliffe. What in the world? Did you hear any Republican leader say about it? You only heard that the, the, the truth was told by one man in the state of Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to delve into this a little bit more about the true nature. Who is really, which party is really, really corrupt, okay? On the other side of the break, Virginia. A man... And his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. 
There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, yeah, folks, and uh, we're going we're gonna to have a few candidates coming up a little later on, but the hatchet man needs to set the record straight here. And uh, what do we have going on? Okay, we've got – okay, hold on, folks. We've got um, – We've got, um, okay, yeah, my computer is up, and, uh, you know, you don't have to click. You don't have to click the uh, the audio button. The uh, These computers are so aggressive, they'll just start playing on their own. Anyway, I'm back. But anyway, we what I want to really delve into, uh, uh, folks, is the simple fact that we we are literally at war, and the nature of warfare has changed, and I've been – and again, you know, I hate to sound like a broken record. You know, I don't want to act like, okay, I'm the smartest guy in the room and, you know, and I know everything. Uh, but it's, you know, there, there are some pretty smart people around. But I've, I find it amazing how often I have to stand alone. I'm, I'm the first one to say this, that, or the other, and quite often the only one that has the nerve to say it. And these things are obviously true if anyone were to do just a little bit of research. I mean, what is it about Virginia? Is this state that provincial, that, you know, obvious truths? I mean, my big brother Jesus Christ said, ye shall know the truth, and it is the truth that shall make you free. Donald Trump is not going to make you free. Brother Craig the Hatchet Man is not going to make you free. Corey Stewart is not going to make you free. And Lord knows Ed Gillespie is not going to make you free. Ed Gillespie couldn't free a kitten from a tree, okay? I mean, you talk, I mean, the man is literally a, toting a set of blueberries, okay? I mean, seriously, he should be a pitch man for uh, Pop-Tarts blueberry flavor, okay? I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's, it, it's amazing, okay? It is, I find it amazing, okay? And... This warfare is is an information war now. War has morphed, and you're never, ever going to see World War II-type armies against one another where there's 1,000 tanks, 15,000 airplanes. You're not going to see war like that anymore. Okay, this is the new warfare, and it's basically 
it 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 seeks to control people in a myriad ways, financially, informationally. Um, the enemy has taken over schools. The enemy is rapidly, rapidly taking over churches, rapidly. Okay, and if you want to be a Christian watchman on the wall. Lord knows you have plenty of opportunity to do so, okay? Every day in the news, there's another event somewhere in America where Satan has one of his yielded vessels doing the bidding of Satan uh, to the detriment of this nation, to the detriment of Christianity. On a daily basis, folks, on a daily basis. And these people have made common cause with Islam. And I've been saying it for years. I'm going to say it again. The coalition that I am a part of, that I fight for, and, I, and I've even branded as the Christian Conservative Constitutional Capitalistic Coalition. We are a coalition of people that believe in things that are real, that are solid, and that are provable. Okay, Number one, we believe in the word of God Almighty, as solid and as provable as it gets. Okay. And if you are a doubter out there, you should have heard the interview I did with the uh, screenwriter of the movie, The Case for Christ. Lee Strobel was just like you if you're a doubter. Actually, he was worse than you. He was a hardcore atheist, and he thought he was so smart that he could just prove like a legal case that there is no God. And so he set about to do that and ended up, proving that there is a God. Not that God needed him to do that, but he did it. A great movie, The Case for Christ. So we believe in that, the word of God. Conservatism, we believe in conservative values. Uh, And these are values that are informed by our Christian faith. And the number one value we're conserving is the idea. We are conserving an idea. We're not conserving ways of doing things, which is what we get accused of by the left. The left accuses us of having thinking that is set in cement, and so we can't be hip and modern, as though a conservative like me, like I don't have the latest computer. You just heard the latest computer turn itself on and, and, and try to talk over top of me, okay? All right, you know, I, I'm as modern as the next guy in that regard. But the, 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 the idea that we're trying to conserve is the idea that your rights and my rights are a gift from God and they're not for our fellow man, which is the idea that the, uh, the, the coalition of evil has, that there, a lot of them, they say there is no God. And so there's no way that God could have given you in, any rights because a man is a souped up monkey. And we evolved from the primordial soup uh, and we became an amoeba and then we became a tadpole and then a frog and then, you know, some lower animal and then a monkey and then a gorilla and then a man. Okay, and then we were a caveman and then just gradually we gradually became a modern man and that there God had nothing to do with it because there is no God. And so, therefore, the law of the jungle applies and the powerful people, the people with money and make no mistake, folks, the Democrat Party is the party of big money. 
and the Republicans are so stupid that they have allowed the Democrats to cast the Republican Party as the party of big money. The Republican Party is the party of oppression. The Republican Party has been falsely branded as the party of hate. We are the party of love. We are the party that takes that biblical saying that if a man does not reprove his son, that man does not love his son. And I'm telling you, I love my children. And so when they were young, when they needed reproving, I gave it. Okay? And I'm telling you uh, also, my mother loves me because when the hatchet man needed it, whoo, Lord, okay? <laughs> my mother gave it, okay? And she gave it in a spirit of love, too. She would tell me, boy, you know you're wrong. Now you go upstairs and you sit on your bed and you think about what you did. And I'll come up there after a while and I'm going to give you your whipping. Okay. <laughs> so not only did the hatchet man get a whipping, the hatchet man had to think about it. Okay. <laughs> and, and anticipate. Okay. And, uh, but it takes love. It takes love. If you have a homosexual son and your homosexual son changes your mind, is that love? What if you change your homosexual mind, son? What if your, your, your homosexual mind, son's mind? What if you change his mind? The state of California made it illegal for you to attempt to do so. See, we are the party of love. The Democrats are the party of hate. The Democrat was the party of the Ku Klux Klan. The Democrat was the party that killed and lynched Republicans. Everyone wants to make it like it was a black-white thing, as though slavery itself was a black-white thing. Slavery is a human thing. And the Democrat Party is the party of slavery. The Democrat Party has not changed. The Republican Party, if these low-fat Republicans could grow a set of onions, what the Republican Party should be should be singing from 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 the lamppost. They should be singing it from everywhere. Is the great history of the Republican Party of fighting for the expansion of freedom and the idea that rights come from God, not from man. And if we could do that, and if we could nominate candidates that have the onion power to do that, we'd win more elections. But instead, we nominate these weak, weak Republicans that will not stand when the Democrats call us names, call us haters. They just apologize and bend over backwards to be Democrat light. That's not how you win, folks. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, hopefully we'll have uh, Bryce Reeves uh, calling in. He's set to call in at 1030. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig.
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And folks, we have uh, joining us, as promised, uh, a fantastic senator, uh, Senator Bryce Reeves. Uh, Senator, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good, Brother Craig. How are you? I am better than I deserve, sir. Yes, okay. indeed, and and look, I I I'm, I'm I just have to say this, sir. Now, I've not endorsed uh, anyone in in this race. I think all three of you are are, are very fine public servants, but I'm I'm blown away. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I, I'm a guy that really believes that we need to nominate folks that are toting a set of onions and not a set of blueberries. And when I say onion, Senator, I don't mean baby pearls, okay? And, <laughs> and, and I'm... Vidalia. Right, yeah, Vidalia's. Shown up country boy onions. You know, something you cut up and put on a steak, okay? But, uh, I mean, man, you're like, you're like the Senator from Central Casting. Big, strong guy. I mean, your, your website, you start out with Galatians 513. And so, I mean, right off, right off the bat, I'm going to like you because you're putting God first, you, you, in which says, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And, and the Christians in our audience will recognize that as uh, the fifth chapter, 13th verse of uh, the book of Galatians. And you, I mean, your, your record of service, Army Ranger, you know, I had a great uncle who was an Army Ranger. He, he taught me how to shoot when I was a boy. I did not know he was an Army Ranger until his funeral. I mean, those, wow. they never talked about it, you know, but that's, Army Ranger is an elite member of the military, is it not? No, it's uh, it's true. Less than one percent of the military uh, qualifies to be rangers, and uh, it's the best of the very best. And you know, they go all the way back to Rogers Rangers during the uh, uh, Revolutionary War, and then of course. Wow, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, your so, phone your phone just dropped out a little okay. bit, so you know, try not to move a whole lot. I know let you me, have. To, I, yeah, I know let you me have do to, that. That's probably better, right? Yeah, this is better right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. but and then your family, your dad, your brother, five uncles. I mean, you all, all of you guys wore the uniform. I mean, you know, a vice detective, front, not, you know, not a police officer that's pushing paper. Nothing against you, paper pushers out there, but frontline narcotic narcotics detective, a church leader, a coach, youth mentor. Um, I mean, what's what's there not to like well, about Senator we, Reeves? Uh, we we we've been blessed, um, you know, and and because of that, we've always felt calling to give back to to people because, you know, I, I've said it, I'll continue to say it. We in this country have to get back in the people business, and and as a Republican, I feel like we've failed uh, what I call the least, the last, and the lost among us. Uh, because we've allowed the liberal left to to take control of those folks who are less fortunate, 
and and here's the challenge that I see in in government today, at least for Republicans, is that we've allowed that to happen, and we've got to get back in the people business. Because here's the thing about that, Craig, is that's all great to have government fill those positions, not really, but 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 as a last resort, love people, yeah, right? Well, government doesn't love people; people love people, right? We got to get back in the people business. Yeah, and taking care of those who are less fortunate, giving them a hand up, and stop giving them handouts, and creating these perpetual circles of of need and and you know uh, dependency. And um, I'm glad you said that, Senator. Most you, you the word you use, and I hope you meant meant it and didn't just say it by accident. But you said created. Did you mean to say created? Because that's certainly my position. That, that this yeah, is absolutely. this is purposeful this is purposefully creating need where the uh the, the the idea that I think the only thing that conservatism would really truly mean if you will boil down and ask yourself as a conservative what am I conserving we're conserving the idea that rights and freedoms come from God not man Could, that's right yeah now share well, exactly your right. vision of what that would mean uh, as far as giving people, empowering people to live a full life of freedom and not live as a serf? Well, here's the challenge that I see in America today, in Virginia today, is that we all want a level playing field. 90% of the time when we go down and we put in legislation and we try to move the football down the field, part of those say three quarters uh, as a rough estimate is trying to correct legislation that's already on the books that has been uh, misinterpreted uh, or misconstrued about the intent of the original law itself. Mm-hmm. And you have regulators who come in and interpret it and then they're, they're overbearing and overburdening uh, common citizens. You know, if you try to go out, look, I'm a small business owner. One of the reasons I'm in politics today is because I had the opportunity to build a commercial building, something I will never do again uh, because I've learned my lesson, how difficult it is. Uh, But by the time I got done with that process, government had way too much control over my own purse strings and my own vision of what I'd like my building to look like and what what my dream was for this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Ann and I are not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination. We're blessed more than most, and we try to, you know, do what we're supposed to do at church by tithing and all those other things that we do. But the reality is, is that I found that government, uh, if they have the ability to do so much uh, that's negative and and what we're trying to do, we've got to turn that around. And so, you know, part of what I've I've tried to do over these years is is fight back. I mean, I'll give Mm -hmm. you one quick example, Craig. In the budget, and, and it takes people the willing to get into the weeds on this stuff, and I don't want to tie up all of our time on it, but uh, last year, uh, I think it was last session or the session before, I'm reading the budget, and I get to a line item, and it says $1.5 million. Now, that's not a lot in the big state budget, but it, it is to the people that I look at. And when I'm pinching pennies as, mm-hmm. a, as a person in my family, I look at every dollar like it's a very important. Well, it was for Wi-Fi in state parks. Now, <laughs> you know, My I got goodness. sheriff deputies. Yeah, I got sheriff deputies starting at thirty-one thousand dollars a year who qualify for uh, welfare, but because wow. of that internal pride, they, a lot of them don't go on it. 
and they're they're trying to figure out do they how do they feed their families? Should I stay in this profession? We want those kind of people that are willing to go that extra step and, and protect us mm-hmm. and put their lives on the line. We should make sure they're compensated for it. But putting Wi-Fi in state parks takes away from their budget. And so, you know, those are the things that we'll fight for and we continue to fight for. And I bang my head against the wall. And if I sound passionate over the radio, it's because I am. Yeah. I am because we need good stewards. Yeah. You know, it, it, now, it, let, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me ask you this, because I'm of a firm belief that the, the, the biggest issue facing a, a, a person running in a primary is to elect the person that has the intestinal fortitude, what I call the spiritual testosterone, to go up against the Democrats who, no matter who we nominate, okay, and this is for, for your race, for governor, for, for all of the races, no matter who we nominate, when we wake up in the morning as a Christian, conservative, constitutional capitalist, we are going to be called uh, a hater. We're going to be called the party of the rich. We're going to be called a racist. We're gonna, they're going to say we hate blacks, we hate Hispanics, we hate women, children, clean air, and clean water. Okay? So how, what's your fighting style to go up against that? Okay? Are you going to go full bore and and defend what I believe in or try to uh, refer to the person that's calling you all these lies, your friend across the aisle. So, so Craig, I, I think you probably know the answer for me. I, I've always believed haters are going to hate. The, the reality is this. Uh, we've been able to work uh, across the aisle with every uh, person in the general assembly team, even include this governor, on a very contentious issue of guns. And last year I had the, the opportunity to be in the room, the only Republican in the room with the governor, the Lieutenant Governor Ralph Northam, uh, the Secretary of Public Safety, uh, a guy named Chad Peterson, a, a Democrat uh, colleague of mine from Fairfax, and the Governor's Council, and being the only Republican there, and negotiating out the not only the restoration of a 25-state agreement for concealed carry, but expand it to 50, and we, we closed the gun show loophole argument, and we made sure that we did something uh, that I think is important as a former law enforcement guy is to make sure that violent domestic abusers don't have access to firearms. Not We're not permanently taken away, but we don't want you to have access to firearms under a permit to protect the border. That's reasonable. It's prudent. I didn't have to compromise my values or who I stood for to get there, but here's the kicker, Craig. I've always been one of these guys that, believes what my pastor always tells me is that you might be the only Jesus people ever see. And you need to stand firm in your convictions, and there are some non-negotiables. But I've never won a friend poking them in the chest or punching them in the eye. And I try to love everyone, but I try to tell people this is really what the real world's about, and these are the issues. And when you focus on the issues and you don't demonize the other side and you don't call them names and you don't do those things, say, look, I get it. I see where you're standing. Let's not even bring that up. It's about getting the hard right over easy wrong done. Because, look, everybody that's listening today elected their elected representatives to go in for a specific purpose to help them. They don't care about the politics. They want their lives better. They want less government. They want more freedom. They want to be able to live their lives in accordance with what they want to do with their families, raise their children, educate them the way they want to. They don't want to be ingrained with with government just intruding and everything. So that's what I stand for. 
I don't always agree with my own party on everything. Um, it, it might come as a surprise to some that that I, I believe we will never uh, jail our way out of this heroin epidemic. And I've worked on solutions for that. And I, I think I have some great ideas. But I also know this, Craig. I know that uh, God has called me to this for this season. I don't know how long this season will last. I can tell you, being in the trenches the last 15 months, mm. the brutal attacks that we've taken, the spiritual attacks, it's spiritual warfare. I get it. I don't know how long that'll last, but I like to fight. I'm, I'm not afraid of anyone. I'm not afraid to stand and, and profess uh, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm not afraid to stand for the gospel when it's right. I'm not afraid to stand for the Constitution because that's the framework to which our country was founded. Mm-hmm. And that is to whom I have made an oath before God is to support and defend the Constitution, not a party, Amen. but the law. Yeah, yeah. You, so, you did that before you were a politician uh, as a member of the military. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So uh, when you're the you know, only when you're the only Republican in the room, you're not a me too Republican, if I'm hearing you correctly. You stood as the only Republican in the room with a bunch of Democrats and defended Republican conservative Christian values. Absolutely. I've been the only red vote on the board before. I've been uh, you know, my, my seatmate who uh, who is uh, was a senator and now is a congressman, Tom Garrett. I have the greatest respect and love for and admiration. And Great he's guy. a prayer warrior. And, uh, in fact, I was praying with him a couple of days ago, and I remember a time on the floor when one of my opponents was carrying an ultrasound bill to protect life, and because of the political pressures, she folded like a tent. And there were two senators that stood in that chamber and voted red on that board. And that was myself and Tom Garrett. And I'll never forget it because mm. the beatings that we took. But at some point, and that's what I'm it's be about. accountable for that. That's what it's about because we know, I mean, the Democrats are very predictable. And, I mean, I respect that you don't want to name call them the way I do, okay? But we're in different businesses, okay? I, I have right. to get folks' attention. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for articulating because – you know, the, uh, the the Bible does say if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare himself for battle? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Right. But anyway, it, look, it's been great having you, uh, sir. And, and any last words you want to share uh, with our audience? I'd love to say this. Uh, it's one of my favorite Bible verses, and it's in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. And it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. We have been perishing under Democrat control with a governor, a lieutenant governor, an attorney general. We've seen what they've tried to do to this great commonwealth. I'm asking for your listeners' support today. I cannot make it to lieutenant governor unless I win the primary, which is Tuesday, June 13th. I would ask that you come out and you support us in this primary. Allow me the opportunity to serve you at the higher level, and I will not let you down. That is, a, I don't break my word. I'm a man of honor, and I will do everything in my power to make uh, Virginia great again and make us number one to do business. I, I really appreciate you being here. And, and think about this, too, folks. This is, uh, this is also the bench for governor for four years from now, okay? So, you know, if you want an onion toter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote, onion toter. 
All right. And look, and I don't mean baby pearls, brother. <laughs> God bless you, sir. Thank you, Brother Craig. All right. You have a wonderful day, and best of luck to you in this, the final few days of the campaign. Thank you, man. Be blessed. Okay. Bye, bye now. Well, all right, folks, that was Senator Bryce Reeves. We're going to we're a little late at our quarter to the hour break. We're going to take that little break now. And uh, when we come back, we will open the phone lines up. 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. <laughs> Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Program Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, this is a man's world, and uh, I think we just had a man's man uh, on the air with us, uh, Senator Bryce Reeves, and uh, we're looking forward to Glenn Davis calling in uh, at 11.05. But right now, we want to welcome to the program Mike. And uh, are you hey. with us? Are you with us, Mike? Yeah, Hatchet Man, I'm with you now. I missed the first few minutes because I was busy doing something. What yeah. bothers me is this article in the paper this morning mm-hmm. that Mr. Reeves was trying to get to, uh, some uh, whatever the heck he was trying to do, and, and the judge denied him, claiming that this Vogel woman, Vogel woman, uh, yeah, I don't, that, uh, I don't, people I don't get in the uh, look. Reeves Mike, having an affair with somebody Mike, in this campaign. Mike, Mike, I don't yeah. get it. I don't get in the he say she say. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I, under, I understand that, but it bothers me that this stuff even comes up. 
Well, and that's how the enemy somebody. fights. That's uh, Mike. That's how the enemy fights. Okay, and so and, you gotta yeah. you you just heard you just heard from a man that um, good solid Christian. Okay, good solid conservative. Good believes in the Constitution. Believes in capitalism. Capitalism. So that's in and a coalition builder. So he meets all five of the five C's that I've been preaching for years. Number one, Christian faith. Number two, conservative values. Uh, and he understands what it is we are conserving. We are conserving the idea that our rights and freedoms come from God. Now, Satan does not want us to believe our rights come from God. And the Democrats are yielded vessels to Satan, in my opinion. Not well, not right. mon. Right. No, now uh, let me clarify that because that we have Democrat listeners. I don't mean you, mon pa Democrat. Okay, just like when I beat up on the low fat Republicans or the grand old Republicans, I don't mean you, mon pa Republican. I'm talking about the leadership, the people that drive the cultural agenda in this nation. Just just to well, be clear, okay? Because I, the, yeah, yeah. I want to win Democrats over to our side. I want to convert them. I am I am literally a fisher of men. Well, that might work with some of the uh, uh, rank and file voters as far as conversion. Right, them, right. That's who I'm after. Leaders. Yeah, the yeah, leaders. Well, uh, we're keep, not going to change them. Good, yeah. yeah, keep up good work. No, I'm going to vote for Mr. Reeves. Yeah, it's just a shame that this kind of stuff comes up. Yeah. You know, all, all those years we thought Mr. Bill Cosby was such a wonderful man, and then look at all the stuff that's coming out now. Well, let me tell you why this is coming out against Bill Cosby, okay? And I'm not going to defend. I don't know what he did or did not do. I'm not going to defend it, okay? You know, the 60s and 70s was a time when folks used drugs and had wild sex fine and dandy, okay? Um, You know, uh, if we we were going to cast stones against him, we would have to, again, go to the words of our big brother, Jesus Christ. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Okay, uh, Bill Cosby is now an older man. I'm, I'm sure he's come to peace with uh, some type of repentance and is no longer living that type of lifestyle. But had Bill Cosby not come out against this, um, this wild, crazy Negro lifestyle of baggy pants and irreverence and making uh, being a baby daddy and a baby mama and not honoring the women with whom you have babies, honoring them with marriage as he came out back in the 90s. Ever since Bill Cosby made those statements, you know, pull your pants up, get a job, get married. Ever since he said that, they've had an end for Bill Cosby. And Bill Clinton did worse than Bill Cosby. And they love Bill Clinton. That's what I can't understand. But I, that, that, I, that's well, what worries me, Mr. Craig. That's what worries me about this country, that such a large percentage of people would have voted for her and still think he's so great. That's well, what bothers me, that the country is so divided to that extent. Now, if it was 20% thought Bill Clinton was great, that's one thing. But when you're up at close to 50%, yeah. and according to the popular vote, Hillary got more votes than uh, uh, Trump, but of course, how many of those votes were illegal and fraud? Yeah, but see, Mike, it's partly our fault as Republicans because this is is what we do, okay? We allow the low-fat Republicans, the uh, the grand old Republicans, the the, the Republicans that 
uh, interested in party over the central idea of of the Republican form of government as construed in our Declaration of Independence, which declares that the purpose of government, the purpose now, the purpose is to defend rights that were granted by God. That's what we're conserving. We're conserving an idea. We're not conserving keeping the old boy uh, uh, party in power, the, the good old boys. And so they fight against people. Look at what they did to Ken Cuccinelli. Look at what they did to Ted yeah, Cruz. I know. I Look at what they did to Newt Gingrich. Look at what they tried to do to Donald Trump. And now they're trying to do it to Corey Stewart. And as you point out, they're trying to do it to Bryce Reeves. Because why? He's, a, he's not only a man. The man is a real man, okay? Army Ranger, big burly guy, a Christian, praise, unafraid to pronounce that he believes in uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Do you think they want that man running for governor four years from now? No, they don't yeah, want. They don't yeah. want that. So they want to kill the baby while it's still young. And they, again, go back to the Word of God. This is how Satan operates. Okay, and so yeah. you know that this is this is the world we live in. This is the way the Democrats fight. They are in league with the Muslim fundamentalists who believe. You and I should submit to their God, Allah, and if we don't submit, it's okay to rape, kill, do whatever. It's okay to lie to us, whatever, Mike. And and so this is who we're fighting. So it's our well, fault because we don't fight hard enough. But I, you there? I'm here. Last thirty seconds, but, Mike. But okay. The thing is, if the Republicans don't get behind Trump. And 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 somebody successful in asking him, or he or he resigns. I'm telling you, that's the. What end about of the for governor? Party. Do you see Corey Stewart as a fighter in Ed Gillespie? Yes, I'm for I'm for Corey Stewart, and I'm for Reeves. All right. It just bothers me that this woman could come up with something like this, or somebody comes up with something accusing him. Well, we've invited like her to the program. I've not heard from her. I know she, she, I don't, I'm not going to beat up on her because yeah. she recently had a death in the family. I'm just going to leave it at that. We got to roll right. 15 seconds okay. to the news. Thank Keep you for calling. Okay. Keep God, up the good work. Thank you. God bless you, Mike. Well, all right. We're going to take our top of the hour news break. We'll be back in six minutes. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, folks, as promised, we have with us on the line now Glenn Davis, candidate for lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia. And uh, sir, are you there? I'm here, Craig. Thanks so much for having me on today. Hey, thank you for coming on. And uh, we're just uh, real 
happy to have you and want you to share with our audience uh, your vision for the state of Virginia, sir. So uh, we, we're we going to let you run with it here for, for, for a few minutes. Well, I appreciate it. Well, you know, my, my vision's pretty simple. I got into this race to uh, to make Virginia number one again for business and job growth. And what that means is there's a lot of uh, people around the Commonwealth that are hurting where we most families aren't back to where they were in 2011. Uh, a lot of unemployment people, a lot of underemployed, those that used to make one salary, and now that they may have a job, they still you know, may only make two-thirds or half of what they used to make. Um, Craig, our, our business policies and our tax regulations are truly uh, driving businesses and jobs to – to D.C., Maryland, and North Carolina, and uh, and I got into this race to get those jobs back and help small businesses grow. It's seventy uh, percent of all jobs are created by small businesses. So mm-hmm. if you strangle small businesses, you're going to kill jobs, and that's unfortunately what Virginia's been doing. Yeah, yeah. And I notice on your website here, you have quite a few high-profile endorsements. Uh, Delegate uh, Kirk Cox, Speaker, actually, uh, Terry Kilgore. Uh, former Congressman Tom Davis, former Governor Bob McDonald. Uh, what is it about you that these men see that they would think you would be preferable to the other two candidates? All three of you, I think, are, are very fine people, by the way. Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm honored to be running with them. And just for clarification, uh, all of them have endorsed uh, Bob McDonald. I used to be his legislative aide in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and I are very good friends. Uh, he's friends with all of the people that are running. So uh, his is not a formal endorsement per se oh, in this okay. particular race. Uh, but that is the one that is quotes about me. And uh, we are very good friends, like I said. And I, he was oh, one okay. of my mentors. Yeah, um, I just got through talking about what a shame it is that, you know, a man bought his wife some shoes and, and some dresses and he almost goes to prison. And Terry McAuliffe is under two federal investigations that got swept under the rug under the Obama administration. And I've not heard about them since under the new Trump administration. You have anything to say about that? Well, that's, I mean, that is a shame. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you talked a lot about what happened to, to Bob McDonald. And uh, it, it really, he made the short list for vice president. And, um, and you know, they went after his political career. And This is uh, how the enemy fights us. I'm sorry? This is how the enemy fights oh, us. They cannot beat it us is. on issues. They they have to make politics very, very personal. They, they, they are, right. It's like a knife fight in an alley. Right. Nope. And that's it. And and that's what, you know, I love about our party, Craig. I just wish more people running for office that are Republicans would understand we don't have to go down to that level, especially in our own primaries. We can win on the issues. I've been around the Commonwealth uh, for 14 months driving Mellow Yellow, our, our, our RV, and, uh, you know, we've got over 50,000 miles on it. And I've talked to the hardest of Republicans and, you know, and, and a number of moderate Democrats, even some hard Democrats. And our message sells if we have the right messenger and the right message. And the right message is if we get rid of regulatory burdens on small businesses, on Virginians, uh, lower the tax burdens, then everyone has a chance at the American dream. The same dream, the chance that I had, my great-grandfather came here from Italy with nothing in his pockets, and he, his trade was grinding blades and shears. My grandfather dropped out of school in the sixth grade to work for his father before going to World War II, and when he came back, he packed, practiced that same trade. And mm-hmm. I grew up sitting on a stool watching, you know, my grandfather and my uncles grind blades and shears. So that's why well, when God I lost my you. job. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah, that's where I learned about the American Dream, and that's where I was able to start my first business out of a one-bedroom apartment back in 99. 
Wow. Yeah, you've you've uh, you've come up come up a ways since 1999, and it's less than 20 years, 18 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That work ethic that they instilled in you uh, was a true blessing. Yeah, but yes, now, but see, this is the thing that that gets me. We're in a primary, and we and and it's not just your race, but the governor's race. You know, all these races, everyone, and I get it. Okay, and I I understand the uh the republican way uh which i think is a little bit on the boy scoutish side and the people that understand policy they're going to vote for you if you're the nominee uh anyway there's a certain segment of the population of virginia that is going to be with us but we are outnumbered by the uh, combination of of the other two camps, those that are never going to vote Republican, and then those that are susceptible to the misinformation. Uh, they're good, decent people, but they just they have this false belief that Republicans hate women, hate blacks, hate Hispanics, hate children, hate clean air, hate clean water, and the only thing we love is money, and that's it. Okay. And, uh, and or as Obama said, we love our religion and our guns and our antipathy to those that are not like us. And this is how we are portrayed now. And so we started this conversation with how they unfairly targeted Bob McDonald and took him out because they cannot beat us on issues. So my thinking is, sir, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you no matter who the nominee is, if it's you or same thing for governor, no matter who we nominate, they're going to tar all of us. So how do you fight that when, you know, the history is whenever we nominate a Boy Scout, we get we get our clock cleaned. I mean, look at nationally uh, Mitt Romney. You don't get more white bread clean cut than Mitt Romney. And they said what? He killed a man's wife. He's uh, he he bought all these companies up and he fired everyone. And he's evil. He even abused his dog. You know, they went back to his high school and they said, oh, he he beat up a gay boy in high school and gave him a haircut against his will. I mean, how do you fight that, sir? Well, you know, being sticking to the truth and and being that so-called Boy Scout doesn't mean you don't fight, Craig. You know, I, I believe in our principles. I think we've got the right ones. Economic opportunity. You know, American Dream for Everyone, that, that is the right message. But we've got to be willing to fight and have someone deliver that message properly. Craig, I'll tell you how I've been doing it in Northern Virginia, in, in areas with people that are, are those moderate Democrats that we need to bring into our tent. And, Craig, what I do is I walk in there and I talk to them. And I don't talk to them about themselves who are on government programs first. I talk to them about their children. Mm-hmm. And do they want their children to have the same challenges and difficulties as they've had, do they want their children to be on the same government programs and rely on government uh, uh, things as much as they have? And, of course, they don't. And I talk to them about how, you know, what we stand for, what we create by getting rid of these regulations is the ability for their child to have a chance at the American dream, to do what I did and, and start a business out of a one-bedroom apartment with one two-week paycheck left in hand and then make something and create opportunities for themselves in that mm-hmm. next generation. And they like that. They, that. Everyone wants the best for their child, and that's what they want. And then we talk about themselves, and they get concerned about their entitlement programs. And what we explain is we don't want to pull the rug out from underneath them, Craig. We want to help them walk off the program so they can have a chance at that American dream maybe for themselves and be a role model for their children. Because you see a lot of our programs 
like Medicaid, are hostage programs. You make $1 too much than the allowable limit, Very and you true. lose all your benefits. Yes. And people can't afford to take the raise. They can't afford to take the promotion. They, they can't afford to start a small business on the side because they'll lose all their benefits at one time, which is far in excess of that extra dollar a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Craig, you can see the light come on a little bit. That's how we... It, that's how we tell our message. That's how we win these people back, and that's how we fight it. You know, I, I know it's a cliche, and you know, and, and people quote it all the time that the truth shall set you free. But Craig, it does. You just have to be willing to fight for that truth. Right. But uh, now I'm in agreement with you, sir. But it's the way that is delivered. Now, for example, you look at how, for example, Mitt Romney delivered that truth in a very mild-mannered way and and got beat. Donald Trump delivered the same truth. And he was kicking butt and taking names and toting the big set of onions in the room, okay? And he wins. Yep. So yep. W- well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to nominate a person that's going to fight for us against the Democrat. We're not, we're not nominating you to be lieutenant governor. We're nominating you to fight for us for the opportunity to be lieutenant governor. And the first thing you have to do is, is, is pimp slap the Democrat. Because that's yep. what he's doing to you. Yep, yep. And, I, and I'll tell you, Craig, and so, you know, I've, I've had to fight for every little thing I've gotten in life. Um, you know, I started out in Norfolk, Virginia, in Ocean View, in a two-bedroom apartment with both my parents, my sister and I, who shared a room until, you know, I was in the fourth grade, and we had to get our own room in a, in a townhouse. And I, I, I'm like Donald Trump to the extent that I, if I believe in something and my principles, I fight for them. And you know, Mitt Romney had a little bit of a difficulty because he came from a place with money, with his parents, uh, and he did extremely well, and he did well for others, but he came from that place. Well, Trump did, too. This. Trump Trump was born rich just like Romney he, was he born did, rich. Did, but did, Trump but brought can, an attitude, and, and Romney yep. didn't. And, and I can bring the attitude and the story because I didn't – I was rich in family, and I was rich in love. But that's all we were rich in. We weren't rich in money and wealth. I, you know, I grew up thankfully with a mother that stayed home to help raise me and my sister, and a father that worked, you know, the forty-five hours a week. Oh, um, God bless you. That, now that's a true blessing, sir. To, I mean, because uh, you're in my generational cohort, Generation X, and our generation is the first American generation that it wasn't everyone, but by and large, we were latchkey kids. The you know. Most mm-hmm. of us. And so if you were not, you, oh, what a blessing that was for you, sir. Yeah. It was, it was. And so, so I can, when people tell me that, that I, I, you know, I was born lucky. Well, they, they need to go and look at the video where, where I was raised. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I didn't, I did not have a silver spoon. So I can tell the American story and fight for it because I had a chance to live it. Yeah. Um, and when people tell me, when Democrats say, you know, that we need to give people things. Craig, I wasn't given a thing. And there are people out there just like me and some in much tougher spaces that I am friends with. And they fall for what they have. But it's that thing that if government doesn't go and give people things, then they don't have to take things from others. And if you don't have to take things from others, those people have a chance at the American dream. Amen. And those are the people we're talking to. And and that's I can tell you that I can go down into in the heart of Richmond, I can go into Northern Virginia into a lot of those tough Democratic areas. And they may not agree with us on the social issues, but, you know, Craig, that's a discussion with them for a later time. Mm-hmm. Let's get them to get on board in the one issue that crosses partisan divides, and that's economic opportunity. Very well said. 
Okay, uh, we, we greatly appreciate it, but now before you go, we'd like to give you one last chance to make your best pitch, your, your, your best one-minute pitch uh, for the voters to uh, – we, we just try to be fair with everyone, so go for it, brother. Sure. Well, I, I appreciate it. Well, thank you for the opportunity, and I'm, I'm running for lieutenant governor um, because I will create economic opportunity all across Virginia. Uh, that's why I've got 50,000 miles on the RV. I've been doing it while I've been running, and we need to win in November. And I'm the person that not only can deliver Hampton Roads to our ticket in November, but I'm also the one that can help get that ticket across the finish line because I've got the background in tax reform and regulatory reform and all the things that matter to allow our small businesses to flourish and once again create economic opportunity and jobs for everyone. And I hope I, you know, and I'd love to have the honor of earning everyone's support on June 13th in the Republican primary. Okay, very well said. And this is the bench for governor four years hence. So, uh, everyone out there, please go vote, okay? And uh, thank you yeah. so much, sir. Uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Davis, time. folks. Glenn Davis. Thank, thank you again, sir. Thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon. All right. You too now. Well, all right, Virginia, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to open the phone lines up again uh, ahead of uh, having – Corey Stewart call, call back at 1130. Uh, the number is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. You gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger. 
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, as we listen to a little bit of Des Ray right there telling you, you got to be bad, you got to be bold, you got to be wise. And uh, we want to say thank you to you all who are joining us and uh, those of you who have been staying with us throughout the entire program. Uh, We do have Corey Stewart coming up after the bottom of the hour news break, so we do have a few moments here to take another phone call. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And uh, I would like to give a shout-out to my brother-in-law, my my family out in California. (laughs) I got the coolest card from him. Uh, you know, I'd, uh, he, had, he had heard that I had broken my foot. And so he uh, sent this cool card that uh, I really could uh, send this card to all the Republicans. And the card says, kick ass mode activated. <laughs> and uh, inside it says, challenges don't stand a chance around you. And uh that was real nice of him, so I just want to say hi to Eric. That was kind of cool, and uh, I got a real kick out of that. And uh, that's kind of what we need, folks. And that's, you know, from for my money, that's what a primary is about. And, uh, you know, and I, I regret that all of the candidates did not see fit to respond to the invitation, and that's fine and dandy. Uh, but we did have uh, Bryce Reeves. We did have uh, Glenn Davis. Uh, we've had Corey Stewart numerous times. As a matter of fact, I've been interviewing Corey Stewart for years, uh, way back when he first started making national news up in Prince William County. Uh, we interviewed him uh, at my former station, WLEE. We interviewed him on my podcast at Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, and we've interviewed him uh, several times here since I've been with WNTW. And uh, and he'll be coming back again uh, after the bottom of the hour uh, news break. And, uh, you know, and as I was saying in the first hour uh, in reference to people that, uh, you know, I'm a radio guy. If you can't handle me, okay, if you cannot face the hatchet man. All right. How are you going to handle the Democrats? Okay, how are you going to handle it when the the murder that's occurring in the Middle East against Christians. How are you going to handle it when that comes to uh, America, which actually it's already here, okay? It's just not that the attacks are not yet as numerous as they are in Europe and in the Middle East. But make no mistake, folks, okay? The, these, these Islamic killers are doing what they are commanded to do by the Quran. That's what they're doing, okay? Our porous southern border. Do you realize, folks, that we might think these low-fat Republicans that want uh, low-cost workers to come in here, and, and look, I get that, okay? The, uh, you know, the bottom guy on the totem pole in America has been pampered so much, you know, he just wants to eat his Cheetos and waddle down to the mailbox once a month and get his benefit check. You know, I get that. So he's no longer going to climb up on somebody's roof and uh, sweat in the hot sun or, you know, pick the lettuce and all that. And, you know, that's a conversation for another day when we have more time to focus in on just that, that, um, you know, not only do we need to uh, limit uh, immigration, but we need to snatch away some of these benefits 
And so we get back to the word of God, which says, and look, this is not the word of Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. This is the word of God. If a man won't work, break his plate. Break his plate. Okay? If he won't work, break his plate. He should not eat. Okay? And so the thing about the voting patterns in this country is that people are never going to vote against their economic interests. Very rarely, if, if ever. It, it takes a truly great person to see that there is a politician that's willing to purchase your vote with a few crumbs from the table and say to that person, and I think uh, Senator Bryce Reeves mentioned earlier that there are uh, deputies and other law enforcement personnel whose starting salary is around $31,000 a year, which qualifies them for food stamps and other types of aid, but that they're too proud to take it. And so this is why you see a lot of them working part-time as security guards in different places, because they would rather do that than to take supplemental income uh, from their fellow citizens. That's a man or woman of honor. That's what that is. We need more of that. But unfortunately, folks, some people need that forced upon them because not everyone has it inside of them. Some people, you know, and I'm in agreement with um, what also what uh, Glenn Davis just said, that, you know, he has to explain to people that are on benefits that they have this fear that, Someone's going to take everything from them. And in a lot of cases, when they earn that next dollar, uh, they would, you know, if they get a little raise, all of a sudden the aid they get when that's snatched away, then it's a net loss. But, folks, we have to encourage people, you know, it's, it's not easy. If life was easy, everybody would be a multimillionaire. But it's not easy. It's not easy. Okay? So... The, the simple fact of the matter is that we who believe in the creed of the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition, we know that the things we believe in are not only good for us, they're good for society, and they're good for people that have not yet uh, grown spiritually to the point where they can accept that type of personal responsibility. But... We still have to try, okay? We still have to try. And we're, at, we're up at the bottom of the hour break. We're going to take that break, and when we come back, we're going to have with us again uh, Corey Stewart. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, folks, as promised, we have joining us again, uh, the big dog, the kick butt candidate, 
for the office of governor of uh, Virginia, the onion toter. Uh, we have Corey Stewart. Corey, how you doing, brother? Not too bad, Brother Craig. How are you doing? I'm better than I deserve, my friend. I really am. And uh, thank you again. We know you're very busy. And uh, you've really, uh, I've really enjoyed all my interviews I've had with you over the years. I've been interviewing you for five years, man. And I can't get Ed to interview with me for five minutes. Yeah, well, he's afraid of everybody. He's afraid of the left. He's afraid of Democrats. He's afraid of being asked questions. He's afraid of the mainstream media. Uh, you know, he's a typical establishment Republican who doesn't ever want to take any chances on anything. Yeah. Now, what's it going to take, Corey? We see, uh, well, we've seen forever and a day what is happening in the Islamic uh, world in the Middle East. Uh, for 1,400 years, they've been killing each other. They've been killing Christians. It took the, uh, the first Crusades, it took 450 years of Muslims killing Christians for Christians to respond, and now they want to make it like when Christians respond, there's some sort of equality between what we do in defense of ourselves and what they do in offense against us. So isn't it true that in the era that we live in, we need to elect people to high public office that have the spirit of, of being a fighter? You got to have a fighter. You got to have a fighter, brother Craig. And you know, here's here's why. I mean, look. I mean, for the longest time, you've got you know weak need, weak chinned uh, Republicans. You know, they call themselves Republicans, uh, like Ed Gillespie, but they back down as soon as the press puts a little pressure on them. They back down. They won't take a hard stance on anything. Um, and well, we've got to fight back. We and you know, I've always been a fighter, and I've been a winner up here in Northern Virginia, and and I'm I. Uh, that's just the way I'm built, and that's what we need right now. Now, how do you now? I, I'm a I'm a guy that I believe I've been doing this for a lot of years now, and I'm usually right about these things. And because I view elections as nothing more than a mathematical equation, okay, and it's basically the people you already have with you, the people you're never ever gonna get, and the people that you could get if you could reach them with what they're truly interested in and 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 convince them in that group it takes some effort so let's today Corey let's say that the 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 hardcore hatchet man fans for the most part you got them brother okay you got them already but for the folks that when I critique the Republican Party and the I call them worse than you do, brother, I call them low fat Republicans, grand old Republicans, but I'm always careful, Corey, to say I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Republican. Okay, just like I'm not talking about Ma and Pa Democrat when I beat up on Terry McAuliffe and, and Barack Obama. So 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 let's get down to brass tacks here with the, the simple fact that the, the election is not about which candidate we like the best, but the, the fight in November, is it going to be an alley fight with, with knives and billy clubs, or is it going to be Marquis de Queenberry rules? You know something? If Ed is the nominee, the Democrats are going to come out swinging, and you know what he's going to do? He's going to go up there and he's going to make all kinds of excuses. He's going to distance himself from every single conservative. He's not going to take a hard line on life. 
He won't take a hard line on transgender bathrooms. He won't take a hard line on illegal immigration. He's going to evade all of those issues, and he's going to sit there and try to make excuses for all of us as conservatives, and he's going to distance himself from all of us. On the other hand, if I'm the nominee, you can bet your bottom dollar that I go on offense. That's how I've always been able to do it. I go on the offense, and we take the fight to them. We go in, you know what I'm going to do? I, everything I've been doing, that's how I've been winning in Northern Virginia. I go into the African-American communities, you know, and I say, look, if you vote for these Democrats, you're going to get forced transgender bathrooms in your schools. Yes. You're going to have men going into the girls' locker room. Do you really want that? You're going to have illegal immigration, I- illegal immigrants even more. Competing for your, your job. Taking your jobs, taking your jobs, causing crime in your communities and everything else. And that's what you're going to get with Ed Gillespie and the Democrats. But with me, they're going to get a fighter, and that's how we're going to win. Now, Corey, the, uh, for, for ever since I've been paying attention, Republicans have been talking about the demographic nightmare as uh, formerly Republican states fall like dominoes one by one as the Democrats move from the Rust Belt and come down. And, uh, you know, the first state to fall was California, okay, um, elected Reagan twice, elected Pete Wilson twice, and uh, haven't had a Republican since unless you count uh, Schwarzenegger, okay? But now they've been saying that we need a guy that can win uh, the types of um, uh, uh, demographics that are minorities, that are women, that what they've described is Prince William County, and you've done it. Tell the audience how many times you've won and describe the demographics of your county. Yeah, I've won it four times countywide directly as the leader of this county. And uh, it's 2006, 2007, 2006 was a special election, 2011, 2015. No other Republicans have been able to do it. And the reason is this, is that, look, the establishment thinks the same old, same old thing, that in order to win the demographics like this, which are challenging, my county is, is almost a half million people. I'm directly elected by all half million of them. And uh, it's 54% minority. And what re- establishment Republicans think is, is that you've got to moderate yourself so far to the left, so far to the center, that you become indistinguishable from the Democrats. That's wrong. A That's too, not how you do it. A Me Too Republican. Exactly. You've got to become like a, you know, exactly like a Me Too Republican, kind of like a rhino, a Republican in name only. And that doesn't work. That philosophy doesn't work because, you know what, I don't care if you're white or black or Hispanic or Asian. People don't like uh, weak leadership. They want strong leadership. And even if they disagree with it, they'll vote for you if you you know where you're going, and you're going to make the quality of their their lives better. That's what I did in Prince William County. A question, Corey. We just saw this movie last year, okay? Donald Trump. (laughs) I mean, what is wrong with the thinking? I mean, is it something more pernicious? I mean, I'm, I'm the type of guy, I believe in follow the money. A lot of people say, oh, people, they just don't get it. I don't think these guys are stupid. But for whatever reason, we just saw this with Donald Trump, okay? And it's, it's not like we have to look at something from the Reagan era. It just happened. Yeah. Well, uh, What's with the exact, thinking? That's that's exactly what happened. Look, if, if the Ed Gillespie model of trying to buy an election, of moderating yourselves would work, Jeb Bush would be president of the United States. That Amen. guy 
spent he spent Jeb spent a hundred million dollars on television ads and uh, didn't even move the needle. Did not move the needle. Doesn't that sound familiar? Yes. Ed Gillespie running these plain blase uh, milk toast ads, standing there in his nerdy sweater in front of a grocery store and talking about how <laughs> great America is and all this stuff. That doesn't work anymore. People are smarter than that. And that's why I've taken the fight right to the, uh, right to the people. I don't know if people have seen my ads out there. They're hard-hitting. And look, I don't apologize for that. We need to be hard-hitting. You know, you can't have a wimp. Uh, as your nominee, if you if you if you nominate a wimpy person like Ed Gillespie who won't fight, you're going to lose in November. You need a fighter. That's what I've always done. That's why I will win. Yeah. Now tell the folks what your county, what you did in your county. I mean, MS thirteen. Now for people that don't understand MS thirteen and they think this is something that happens in Texas, Arizona, and California, and it's not it's not a problem in Virginia. Please, Corey, describe. MS-13, this gang, and, you know, we're not, you know, we're not immigrant bashers here. I'm not, and I know you're not, okay? But these are violent gangs that have as initiation rights to choose someone at random and do them serious harm. Am am I misstating the case here? You're right on. So MS-13 is a vicious, sadistic a gang, most of whose members, 80% of the members, are illegal aliens. I've been fighting them for 10 years successfully. And they're not just in Northern Virginia. They're spreading around the state. They've been in Hampton Roads. They're in Winchester. They're down in the valley. Winchester? Oh, yeah. Winchester has got a huge problem with MS-13. They basically follow illegal aliens. And, look, even the illegal alien community... Uh, they they hate these guys because mm. they they you know get a hold of their sons their daughters they get them into gang activity into criminal activity and so everybody knows that these are real bad guys that vicious that have to be rooted out so what I did in Prince William County and by the way I just want to say this three weeks ago if it's all over the state uh, three months ago rather down in Lynchburg an illegal alien gang abducted abducted a 17-year-old 11th grade boy. They, when he was alive, they cut off his hands, they cut off his feet, Ooh. they slit his throat, and they dumped his body in Bedford as part of a gang initiation rite. Look, they've been doing this to girls, a lot of girls up in northern Virginia, and especially up in Fairfax County. Girls, you know, just, you know, out in the yard, you know, walking uh, along the roadway. Uh, they abduct them, they rape them, they assault them, they mutilate them, and then they kill them. And this has been happening. And the press doesn't talk about it because it's politically incorrect to talk about it. But we've got to face it. And I've been tackling this. This is how I've done it in Prince William County. If somebody is, is pulled over and they're arrested for a crime, we check their immigration status. We don't care what race they are, what language they speak. This is not about race or ethnicity. And if they're here illegally, after they serve their sentence, we have them deported and we're going to and, and we've done that for 7500 criminal illegal aliens in my county alone we rooted out MS13 and that is what I, when I'm governor of Virginia I'm going to hunt these guys down these mercilessly because they are merciless because they are vicious and sadistic mm-hmm. and they're killing our kids and we're going to hunt them down 
and we're going to and we are going to put them in jail. And when they're when they're done with that, we are going to deport them on the other side of the wall that President Trump is building. Yeah. So if I get a, if I get pulled over in in your county and one of my taillights is out or any listener, uh, your taillight is out, your signal light is out or you, 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 you're speeding or whatever. And we get pulled over no matter who we are, even if you're the hatchet man. Well, you got to be get... arrested. You got to be arrested first. Oh, OK. All right. Now, that doesn't mean. Now, look, if you're if you're driving through Prince William County, you got to pull over to taillight. The officer comes and finds out, you know, your your DUI or you don't have a license or you're mm-hmm. arrested for whatever reason. OK, it's gotta so be a crime. You... we don't just willy nilly check people's immigration status. Oh, okay. you've got to be arrested. OK, so but anyone that, that's that gets arrested. Focus. But that's how you focus. And you do it equally across the board. You're not we looking do it equally. You're not looking equally. for the brown guy. You do it for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, look, we have six, uh, 673 officers on our police force. We've had this very aggressive crackdown on illegal immigration for 10 years. And the liberals in the Washington Post and all those others, they said, oh, you know, it's going to lead to racial profiling. Well, guess what, Brother Craig? In 10 years that we've had this policy in place, and we check everybody's immigration status, regardless of race or ethnicity or the language they speak, we check immigration status and there hasn't been a single, not one, not a single case of racial profiling in my county since we put this policy in place. Wow. And you know something that that says a lot because I know for a fact that the uh, the people that get accused of racial profiling are not doing it. But the simple fact that they've not trumped up a false one, that speaks to professionalism. Yeah, and, it does. And and being aware important. ahead of being aware ahead of time how the enemy fights and taking steps to make sure that they don't that they don't trap you. Yeah, I mean this is how the left fights. They you know and they get Republicans to back down because the yes. first thing they accuse Republicans is uh, you know being racist. You know this new term that they're throwing out there. It's a new old term. You know white supremacy this, white supremacy that, all that garbage. Alt right. And, it's, and it's, so what happens is yes. you know establishment Republicans like that they get terrified. They run for the hills and they won't touch sensitive issues like illegal immigration or historical monuments. Mm-hmm. And, and they've been backing down because the left knows how to push their buttons, yes. accuse them of being a racist, and they run away. Saul Alinsky. Yeah. It's, it's Saul Alinsky all the way. That's what they're doing. we got to stand up to it. we got to fight. Yeah, yeah. Now, what is it about, you, you mentioned that the, the, this case where these cases where MS-13 and, and other groups there raping girls and, and, and young women and, and in many cases killing them. And we just saw, Corey, little girls as young as six years old were blown up in England. I, I mean, that these types of things have been going on for years and years and years in France. In France, there are literally, I mean, I'm, this is not hyperbole, there are limited, literally, no-go zones in Paris where the French police do not go. They don't go there at night. They don't go there in the daytime. They just literally have abandoned sections of France. And yet, the French just uh, said no to a, a hardcore person that wants to take France back for the French people. And the English, we just saw yesterday, the, the conservatives lost. What is wrong with the way that they are articulating their message that y- you seem to have been able to do for five elections in in your county, and and the the voters want to know: Can you do this again in November? Well, look, 
It's the only option. The only option is a fight. We know that when you try to deal, when you try to, to uh, work with the left, we know that when you try to deal with them, that they're going to stab you in the back every single time. You, we have to understand that Even the left, if you're a nice guy like Ed Gillespie and you're never going to speak ill of Democrats, they're still going to tie the Confederacy to Ed. They're still going to say he hates women, he hates girls, he hates clean air and clean water. They're still going to do it. And, you know, they look at guys like Ed and they look at them as suckers. They look at these, they have no respect for them because they know they won't fight. So they run right over them. You got to fight back. You have to fight. That's something I've learned. And, you know, with regard to, you know, what's going on over there in Europe, it's, it's the same as is here. Look, you got to be, you know, look, we have, when you have a responsibility, as I will when I'm governor, to protect the citizens of Virginia, you can't be Mr. Nice Guy. You got to be just as vicious and ruthless in, in carrying out your duty and making sure that our residents, our citizens, our little girls and our little boys and our families are safe. And I'll tell you something, I will never, ever back down to political correctness, to the left-wing media, to establishment Republicans and getting that job done. That's my duty. I'm going to get it done, and I don't care who I offend. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm here to tell you, folks, I was just up in Corey's neck of the woods uh, a couple of days ago. I went to the Pastors and Police Summit in Chantilly, Virginia. And the things, you know, I, I, I only wish we'd had 500 people at the summit and, uh, or 1,000. It, it's just it, the things that are being done, uh, the, 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 the simple fact that the people that are, are being said that these are people that have hijacked Islam, have you, have you studied uh, actually what the Quran directs these people to do, Corey? and aware that they, these people are actually fundamentalist Muslims. They're actually taking their directions directly from the Quran to immigrate to non-Muslim lands, to kill, to rape, to steal, and to lie. It's okay to lie to you. Well, you know, here's what we got to do, and I've been unabashed in this. You know, I was Donald Trump's state chairman, as you know. I'm loyal to that, to our president. And when he put in this temporary ban on uh, refugees from certain high-risk countries, I supported it. We need to support it. His job is not to bow down to political correctness. His job is to protect us from our enemies abroad and internally. And the thing is, is that, look, it is possible that maybe somebody can't come into our country who's, who's not a terrorist. But, look, we have to err on the side of caution and making sure that anybody who comes into our country, whether it's a refugee or, or, or other immigrant, that they're not coming in here to do us harm. I mean, this is just common sense. And, yes, I completely support that effort, and I support our president to making sure that we're safe from terrorists. You see, do you see President Trump as being vindicated when six uh, Muslim nations put a ban against people from Qatar because they say that it's a terrorist breeding ground? And so if, if six Muslim countries can say what Trump is saying and what you, Corey Stewart, are saying, then how can it be um, Islamophobic or against Muslims that don't want to harm anyone? 
Well, I think that's right. I mean, look, this is this this uh, uh, the the temporary ban on on you know people coming into our country from high risk areas. Uh, look, some the left love to say that this is a racist, a bigoted thing, and everything. In fact, no, this is not based upon religion, folks. This is based upon absolute facts that certain countries are breeding terrorists, and there's and you have countries that don't really even have a government at all. So how are we supposed to determine whether or not somebody's coming in here and they, when, whether they have a terrorist, uh, they're terrorists or they have intentions of harming Americans? So that's why you can't bring people in uh, who, who, um, who are from certain countries that are very, very high risk, especially where there's no governments uh, to, to uh, control, to find out who is the terrorist uh, enemy. And uh, this is just common sense, and I'll be, I'll be supporting the president 100%. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this, folks. I'm supporting Corey Stewart 100%, okay? And you heard that from your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, okay? And this man can perform hatchetations uh, almost as good as the hatchet man, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Corey. Um, folks, if you're out there, if you're looking for the candidate that is the onion toter and not the blueberry tart, Okay, I highly recommend this brother here. So wrap it up, Corey, uh, with your final thoughts, please. Well, come and vote on Tuesday, June 13th, at your regular voting location for me, Corey Stewart. If you're looking for a fighter, somebody who has been able to win in Northern Virginia in a district that has, uh, that has a half million people, no other Republicans been able to do it, someone who's already fought illegal aliens, fought illegal immigration, fought taxes, brought down taxes, brought down crime, attacked MS-13, and somebody who's going to protect your history and your heritage, then I'm your guy. I'm your guy for governor. Please vote for me on Tuesday. Yeah. The other guys say they want to do it. Corey, you've already done it. God bless you, brother. You too, brother Craig. Thank you now. Well, all right, folks. That was Corey Stewart. We've got time for probably one phone call. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804 804- Four five four one three six six, and uh, we're just going to skip this last um, quarter to the hour break. This segment ran a little long, and uh, we only have five minutes left in today's program. Eight zero four four five four one three six six. If you'd like to be the caller, and uh, I just my this is my prayer, folks, is that. We don't be apathetic and say, "Oh, they're all a bunch of crooks," and so I'm not going to vote. Okay, and or this this false notion of oh well, Ed has all the money and all the endorsements, which he has the money and he has the endorsements. Okay, fine and dandy, but as Corey pointed out, Jeb Bush had all the money and all the endorsements. Okay, and the few endorsements that Jeb Bush did not have, they went to you know milk toast idiots like. Uh, John Kasich, okay, who's an angry old man because, oh, he was there back, you know, 50 years ago, and he knows everything, all right? But he didn't know enough to win his own state of Ohio, all right? Or they went to Scott Walker. They went to Marco Rubio. They went to this one. They went to that one. And as I, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, pointed out in articles that I wrote a year before the election, a year, a year before the election, I told you that an outsider would be the winner. It would be 
it would boil down to three people in the lead, Donald Trump, Ben Carson, and Ted Cruz. I, I not only told you that, I put it in writing. You can look the articles up. I told you that the first one to fade would be Ben Carson because he's the most soft-spoken. And I told you that it would boil down to Ted Cruz and Donald Trump because they, those two men, were serious onion toters. Okay? And so right now we have uh, three candidates. We have Corey Stewart, Frank Wagner, and we have Ed Gillespie. So we don't have two onion toters, folks. We have one onion toter. Okay? We have three candidates. No offense to Senator Wagner, fine man. Uh, you know, I, 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 like, I really like Senator Wagner. I was privileged to be the uh, moderator for one of the uh, governor's debates uh, that featured Corey and, 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 uh, and, and Frank Wagner because Ed Gillespie didn't show up. And he's been invited. The, my microphone, I make it available to anyone, okay, to anyone. And uh, he chose to ignore you. That's his choice. He chose to ignore you. And uh, but for these folks that say Corey can't win in November or this one or the other can't win in November, folks, that's the same thing. And I think it's shameful when uh, talk radio hosts will will push that type of false narrative out just because they personally don't like Corey Stewart. That is horrendous. That is a misuse of the trust that we have as members of the media to take the, the power that we have and say, oh, uh, Corey can't win, so therefore you want to go with a winner. If there's any truth to who can't win, it's the soft guy that will not articulate and defend Christian conservative principles. That's the guy that can't win. Uh, the guy that uh, has a history of winning these types of races, for my money, that's Corey Stewart. That has to be the last word, folks. We're going to see you next week. Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. There ain't no doubt